Welcome back, everyone, in this Saturday morning. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com, and that leads us to this. Time now for our Ask the Doctor segment here on SMW, giving listeners an opportunity to have Dr. Cole address their specific sports injury issues. It's very easy to ask a question. Go to the homepage on our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. Underneath our picture, you can click on the link and ask the doctor a question. We actually have one guest, one listener, came all the way from Geneva, Illinois, in studio with us this morning, Dr. Cole Alex. That is a motivated question curious guy. To ask you a question, this relates to uh, Kobe Bryant and PRP. Alex, good morning. Yeah, so we hear a lot about athletes that travel overseas for various treatments, and I think Kobe Bryant had this orthokine procedure or injection, and I'm curious to know how that relates to PRP. Is it something that's considered superior to PRP, or what is sort of the mechanism behind that injection as it relates to PRP? Alex, that's a great question. So orthokine some people will call it the Kobe the Kobe Bryant technique because uh, the you know the media got a hold of it and uh, he flew to Germany to get this. So basically, what is involved what inv- is involved is it's a blood draw uh, where a aliquot of blood is split into five quantities. It's placed in a glass container with beads in it. It's then placed. It's incubated and then placed in a centrifuge and it gets something that's very close to PRP. So um, the, the, the challenge, you know, PRP, on the other hand, is a single blood draw done as a point of service in an office setting typically, but sometimes we use it as an adjunct to surgery, where we draw blood, get a concentration of your platelets, and the, by spinning it down in a centrifuge for five minutes, and the platelets have really important growth factors that can reduce inflammation. So we treat everything from tennis elbow, onocleidal ligament injuries, osteoarthritis, and things like that as an adjunct to reduce symptoms. So it's really important to know that none of these techniques will regenerate things like new tendon or new muscle or new cartilage. They're all designed to shorten the duration of an individual's symptoms uh, and allowing them to be more active associated with that symptom reduction. So the biggest challenge with orthokine, in my opinion, is it's somewhat inconvenient. Uh, some of these athletes are spending a week there. It's expensive. It's at least fifteen to $20,000. And the um, there's, to my knowledge, there's been no proven head-to-head comparisons against PRP, and it works in a very similar way. And there are some other aspects of it in terms of growth factor concentration and so forth that make it really challenging to assume that this is sort of the best, to say it's the best treatment for osteoarthritis. So it's been, it was a bit of a craze. I would say that it's died off a bit. I'm not seeing, I was recently appointed to the uh, MLB uh, Biologics Committee, and that helps to regulate what goes on in the MLB to help provide, you know, good sound evidence-based decision-making for the players who seek alternative treatments. And I'll tell you that this has not come up, at least recently, t- to my knowledge, to, you know, any of the organizations, at least in the MLB. So great question. There still needs to be more research in this area, um, but it is of interest. That's Dr. Brian Colson's Ask the Doctor segment. Thanks so much, Alex, for your question. In uh, follow-up to that, I've got another one that kind of relates the same way, Dr. Colkin. PRP acid injections do anything for scar tissue within a joint or is surgical removal of scar tissue the only way to get rid of it? So if someone indeed has scar tissue, you know, scar tissue is a very generic statement, oh, I've got scar. Scar really only forms in the face of injury. So it can be a traumatic injury or it can be surgery. That's the first thing that people need to know because I get that asked a lot. People just come in, they say, look, well, my knee hurts. Do I have scar tissue? You don't have scar unless something promotes scar formation. So it has to be a big injury, typically with a bleed, or a surgical intervention. If someone has established scar tissue, which is basically disorganized collagen that 
reduces mobility or the movement of a joint, one should not assume that injecting anything that I know will reliably release it. And if it doesn't get soft and, and more mobile over time or physical therapy doesn't help it, then sometimes surgery is required. All right, so you can recognize scar tissue when you're looking inside someone's knee, yeah, sure, right? I sure. Mean, but and, and scars are you are saying common... it's kind of a misconception that there is no, no such well, thing? Well, first of all, as... scar's not always bad. Most of okay. what we do is heal with scar. You know, Which we is don't, good, yeah. It's how we stabilize things. Okay. You heal and scar. It's called scar and continuity. That's what happens. Uh, so scar is not all bad, but scar in the wrong location can be a problem. All right, so the, the follow-up to that is, and if scar tissue is removed surgically, does it just come back or is it gone for good? Uh, yes. They both can happen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, they, they can both happen. Dr. Cole, great stuff. And again, uh, thanks so much to uh, Alex and uh, also Catherine. Uh, sent her question about PRP. Again, if you want to be involved with our Ask the Doctor segment, then just go to the homepage of our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com, and click on the link underneath our picture, and you can ask Dr. Cole a question. Up next, Kim and Mike Adamley will join us talking about uh, Mike's CTE diagnosis, and we'll talk all about that and what he's doing to uh, to fight that condition. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly only on... 670, the score.